a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends. I hope that your day is off to a very good start today. We are in the middle of this material called Free to Thrive. And as you know, this is material that is based on a book that I've written called Free to Thrive, a 40-day devotional for women on the go. And recently I met with a group of ladies and we walked through this material and we just had a great time and God moved and he spoke to us and he encouraged us and he redirected us and he was so faithful. And so I'm excited to share this material with you. When I think about Free to thrive, I think about the fact that God has a plan for our lives and that we don't just have to survive, that we really can thrive, that we really can grow, that we really can make progress in our daily lives. And so I want to just take you back to our live recording where there were real women, uh, where we were hearing a real word and we were experiencing real truth in the midst of our overwhelming circumstances. So uh, grab your Bible, uh, grab a copy of Free to Thrive. If you don't have one, you can pick one up at my website, andrealennonministry.org, and enjoy Free to Thrive. It is great to be with you tonight. I have thought about you all week. I have prayed for you. I've seen your faces in my heart and on my mind, and I just am so thankful that we are sisters in Christ. I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus that gives us a connection that this world simply cannot explain, that this world simply cannot understand, but yet when I see you, and whenever I hear your story and when I hear your voice, I'm telling you, the Lord just strikes a chord in me. And so I just want to say thank you for taking time to be a part of this study. Thank you for being diligent in your time with the Lord. And and just know that that your presence and your, your face and your smile, you bless me. And I just pray tonight that this time will be a blessing for you. We're going to continue on in our study called Free to Thrive. I don't know about you, but that's just something I long for in my own walk with Jesus, that I would thrive in the midst of my situations and my circumstances, that I would move past the type of relationship that's just simply surviving, just getting up and making it through my day, but rather being intentional in my walk with Jesus so that I see where he is and so that I can be a part of what he is doing and so that I can literally ask him to do a good work in me and to do that good work through me. And that's what we're talking about as we talk about free to thrive, living that abundant, full, free life in Jesus Christ, that over and above, more than what we can ask, more than what we can think, more than what we can imagine. And to know that that is not only possible, but through Jesus Christ will become a reality for you and for me this past week. In your time with the Lord, we looked at a very important topic. What we looked at is a biblical introduction to freedom. You see, whenever we talk about freedom, we need to understand what that is from a biblical perspective because the world that we live in, they have a definition for freedom. And we see that that definition for freedom is very much in contrast to the Lord's definition of freedom. So we spend our time looking at freedom from God's perspective. 
perspective. If you have your notes, I want to encourage you to take out teaching session one. We're going to review just a little bit of what you read this past week in your five devotionals. And then we're, we're going to take some time and we're going to look at one barrier to freedom. In that very first devotion that we read together, a biblical introduction to freedom, we discovered a very important truth as we begin to get our hearts and our minds around the concept of freedom. When we wake up in the morning and we put our feet on the floor, it's important for us to know and to understand that we do not have to ask ourselves the question, is freedom available for me? You see, Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection answered that question. That freedom has been purchased. That freedom has been provided. That freedom is extended to you and it is extended to me every single moment of every single day. So instead of asking the question, is freedom available to me? The question that we should ask ourselves is this, will I walk in the freedom that Christ provides? That's the question that's before us every single moment of every single day. And we answer that question in the way that we live, in the way that we respond, in the way that we react, in the way that we believe, in the way that we think, in the way that we speak, in the way that we demonstrate that Jesus makes a tremendous difference in us. And so as we talk about freedom, what we're talking about is understanding and accepting that freedom is available right here, right now, in the midst of that challenging situation, in the midst of that overwhelming situation. You see, last week we, we defined the concept of thriving. We said that if we're going to thrive, then we're going to have to grow or we're going to have to progress towards a certain end. And we looked at Romans chapter 8, verse 29, and we learned that the, the goal that we should have for our daily walk is that we would be conformed to the very image of Jesus Christ. And so what that means for you and for me, even on the difficult days, we can be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ so we can reach our goal. That means that we can thrive no matter what's going on in us or around us. And that is a good message for us. And that's why we can ask the question, will I walk in the freedom that Christ provides? In order to answer that question, every single moment of every single day, we have to come to the place of dependence, desperate dependence on Jesus Christ to the point where we are no longer dependent upon our abilities or our strength or our resources. Rather, we're dependent upon God for strength, for His resources and for his ability and for his um, empowerment to get us through that day in such a way so that when I go to bed at night, I'm more like Jesus in the way that I think, in the way that I act, in the way that I react than when I woke up that morning. And that, my friends, is a picture of freedom. That is a picture of thriving right in the middle of our day, right in the middle of our walk. And I don't know about you, but I find that truth so so very exciting that even on those difficult days that I have the opportunity to thrive. I have the opportunity to have that over and above, that full, free, abundant life in Jesus Christ. In order for us 
to understand and to accept a biblical definition of freedom. We have to put the world's definition of freedom on the table and we have to put God's definition on the table and we have to uh, just take a few minutes and look at them and study them and examine them and ask ourselves the tough question, which definition am I trying to achieve in my walk, in my life? And so I want us to take just a few minutes and I want us to look at the definition of freedom from the world's perspective and then from God's perspective, you will immediately notice some big differences. The world defines freedom in this way, thinking that I experience freedom when I'm able to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and have the resources available to make things happen in my life. There's this concept of freedom where it very much promotes self-sufficiency, where I'm able to do what I want to do, where I have what I need, where I have what I want. Uh, whenever there's no limitations, where, when there's no constraints, whether it's resources, time, energy, where I'm able to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, and I have the resources to fund my wildest, greatest, biggest American dream. Now, the problem with that definition is twofold. First and foremost, it creates independence from God. Why? Because it's pretty much dependent upon me having all of these things in order to be okay. Having all of these resources, having all of these abilities, having all of these experiences so that I can live the, the life that I feel like I want to live. So there is an independence from God there because it's pretty much dependent upon me to make things happen. The, the second problem with the world's definition of freedom is, is the one that I've probably experienced the most. The world's definition of freedom is fleeting. Just when you think you have enough, just when you think you have all of the experiences that you need, all of the money that you need, all of the time that you need, all of the abilities that you need, you will soon discover that there's something else that's just ever so elusive, just, just right out in front of you. And you'll constantly be chasing this pattern, this dream, this, this, this issue of conformity in your life, and, and you'll never really get there. So the world defines freedom as independence from God, as complete self-sufficiency to the point where I have what I want, I'm able to do what I want, and that I can make it all happen in my own power and in my own strength. Now, if we are not careful, we will buy into that definition of freedom and we will just get on board with living out the American dream with our own desires driving it. But because we want to thrive, because we want to have godly freedom in our lives, let's forsake the world's definition of freedom and let's embrace God's definition of freedom. And let's see what that, that looks like in our life. The first thing that we have to recognize about God's definition of freedom is this. It does not promote independence from him. Rather, it promotes desperate dependence upon him. You see, in God's word in the Bible, freedom has nothing to do with earthly things. It has nothing to do with our resources. It has nothing to do with our time. It has nothing to do with our abilities. It has nothing to do with our experiences. When we look at the word of God, here's what we see about freedom. Freedom is found in Jesus Christ, period. Enough. Freedom is found 
in Jesus Christ. In fact, for the believer, freedom is living a life of total abandon to Jesus Christ. I want to make this point and I just pray that the Spirit of God writes it all over your hearts and all over your minds. When we're talking about freedom, when we're talking about thriving, we're not talking about a quiet time. We're not talking about 30 minutes in the morning of waking up and reading our Bible and saying our prayer and checking it off of our list. What we're talking about is a lifestyle. We're talking about literally just embracing the fact that we do not have the necessary abilities. We do not have the necessary strength. We do not have the necessary resources to make it successfully through this world in such a way where our situations and our circumstances do not control us. So because of that, we are going to come to a place of surrender and say, Lord, have your will, have your way in me. And when we do that, we begin to put our eyes and our heart and our our focus on Jesus to the point where he becomes the empowering God that he longs to be in us and through us. And that's when freedom is best experienced for you and for me, when Jesus has every single bit of our heart and our mind to the point where we are just responding as he would want us to respond, where we are acting like he would want us to act, when we are doing the things that he calls us to do. So when we talk about freedom, we have to forsake the world's definition of freedom and we have to embrace God's definition of freedom. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. The barrier of our past. Our past can inhibit us from experiencing God's freedom. It can inhibit us from experiencing God's best. Just a few causes that we can look at in regards to the past. Maybe it was a past mistake. Maybe we allowed sin to rule in our hearts and to rule in our lives to the point where we were clearly veered off of God's plan for us and we made some mistakes during that time. We, we did some things that we wished we had not done. We said some things that we wished we had not said. That's how we, we get there. We just forsake God and His will and His ways. So we, some causes of difficulty in our past, it may come from a past mistake, something that we did. Maybe it's from a, an abusive situation, something that was done to us. Uh, maybe it was something that happened in our childhood or in our teenage years or even to us as an adult. Sometimes it can just be secrets, things that we've never spoken out loud. That is a powerful binding thing in our life when we are carrying something that we haven't told anybody else. And here's what I've learned about that. When you carry something that you haven't told anybody else, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in your heart and in your mind, and it will affect you. Maybe it was an unresolved hurt or an unresolved pain. 
Uh, maybe it was just something that happened to you as a result of living in somebody else's messy situation. If you grew up in a dysfunctional family or in a, a setting where uh, things were going on around you, even if it wasn't happening to you, you were in a dysfunctional setting and it just left some scars. It left some pain. I want to talk about the effect that our past can have on us if we do not deal with it. It will control us. Uh, it will influence the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we interact, the way that we respond, the way that we feel, and the way that we live. I have found, as I've traveled around and I've, I've met women and I've listened to their stories, I have found that more often than not, women try to stuff the issues from their past instead of dealing with them. They try to put good works on top of it. They try to put good activity. They try to just get busy and to forget about it. But here's what we see. Eventually, that difficulty is going to come to the surface and it will inhibit you from experiencing the freedom that Christ provides. Here's a question for us as believers in Jesus Christ. Why would we allow something like our past to keep us from experiencing all of God's best. You see, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection secured us a place of safety, a place of freedom in, with, in Christ and through Christ and with Christ. Why would we not want to surface those issues, look at them, have the healing, have the restoration, have the hope so that we can move forward in Jesus' name? When we fail to deal with our past. We forfeit the opportunity to have a major transformation in our life. We stay in the pain instead of moving to the purpose. We stay in regret instead of moving to resolve. And we stay in the hurt instead of experiencing the healing. I wanna just share with you three verses of scripture that all kind of help us to understand who we are in Jesus Christ and how we can deal with the past, the hurt, the difficulty, the pain, so that we can move forward in Jesus' name. I, I want us to just deal with this troubled past, to know God's word and to believe it. The first one is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and here's what it says. Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Do you need to hear that in Christ you are a new creation? That secret no longer defines you. The blood of Jesus, it covers that sin. It covers that discretion. There's no sin that you commit in your body or through your body that is too great for Christ's blood to cover, to make new, to make right, to make clean. So here is what I want to share with you. It is a new day. You are not that person anymore. Let me challenge you based on the authority of God's good word and his good work in your life and your, my life. It is time to let that past secret go. It's time to have some healing and to have some hope in your life. Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Here's the question for you to consider on this verse. Are you a free person who is living like a condemned 
a person? If so, you're not experiencing the freedom that Jesus provides to you on a daily basis. You are not under the law of death. You are under the law of life where there is life. There is hope. There is healing. There is peace. There is freedom in Jesus's name. My encouragement to you is stop beating yourself up about that difficult past. Instead, bring it out into the light and ask God to heal you. Ask God to make you and to mold you into the person that he is going to, to create, you, that he created you to be so that you can have freedom in the midst of that difficult struggle, in the midst of that painful past. One last verse of scripture that I want to share with you about our specific struggle with the past. And I, I think this is one of the most powerful verses of scripture in regards to difficulties that we may have about feelings about ourselves. It's 1 John chapter 3, verses 19 and 20. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth. Okay, now listen to what this verse is saying. This then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. He knows about that secret. He knows about that indiscretion. He knows about that abuse. He knows about that past, that secret, that abuse, that unresolved hurt is not greater than God. He sees the pain. He sees the wounds. He sees the empty places that that action has created in you. He knows how it's affecting you, how it's affecting your marriage, how it's affecting your children, your extended family and your friends. He knows the cycle of addiction that is going on in your life as a result of that difficulty from your past. And here is the beautiful truth. He knows and he has made provision for you to experience freedom right here, right now. So what is our application? My application to you in regards to sin and the past is this. Do whatever it takes to live your life the same way that you read a good book. Have you ever read a good book where it is literally a page turner? I mean, you cannot put it down. Why? Because you can't wait to see the end of the story. My friends, I want you to live your life like that. Do not get stuck in chapter one when God is calling you to live out chapters four, five, six, seven, and eight. Think about your life as a book. Do whatever it takes to turn that page so you can keep, keep on living the free, full, abundant life that he has for you. Right, so here's some actions that you may need to take. The first thing that you may need to do is to just pray, Lord, shine your bright light into every dark corner of my soul. Reveal the hidden sin, reveal the vicious sin cycles, Lord, reveal the past mistakes, the past secrets, the past struggles, the past pain, the past difficulty, the past dysfunction that's been going on around me so that I can move forward in your name. And I can promise you, he will honor that prayer. He will show you the sin. He will show you the difficulty. He will show you the past. And then you will have the chance to to respond in faith. And here's how you will respond in faith. If you need to confess something, confess it. If you need to make restitution about something that happened years ago, make restitution. If you need to ask for forgiveness, just go and ask for forgiveness. 
It's so freeing. It is so hard to pick up the phone and do it. But let me tell you, it is so freeing to just acknowledge it and to ask for forgiveness. If you need to accept responsibility for something, accept it. If you need to let something go, just it's time. Let it go. If you need to ask for help, then do whatever's necessary to get that help. Maybe you need to, to seek some specific counsel regarding a situation that happened in your past. Don't be afraid. God has surrounded you with people who are gifted, who love you, and who will help you. Reach out and find that help. If you need to share a secret from the past with a trusted friend, then share it. Do whatever is necessary to experience that healing in Jesus' name as you do. You will experience that full, free, abundant life that Christ has for you. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.